Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Yeah. Woo. Let's go. Y'all need to sit back, listen, enjoy the ride. Tip something, light it up, enjoy the ride. Cause the Sports City Chefs is on the night. In the kitchen, cooking up, they on the ride. Sports City, Sports City Chefs, Chefs. Sports City, Sports City Chefs, Chefs. Sports City, Sports City Chefs, Chefs. We riding, I pray you heaven sent. Word from the wise, my people stay ahead of me. Come on. I've been relevant, trying to survive the elements. It ain't no love in these streets, these dudes telling it. Case goes from cold to hot, state evidence. Kaboom, sports city chefs is in the room. Cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon. They well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman verse, MF Doom, the clouds loom. So tell a friend, it's the sports city chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. What's going on, Sports City? Yeah, don't adjust the don't adjust the radio. Your boy's back in the building. I took a week off, had to handle some things, but your boy is back with his hands on the ones and twos, controlling the thing. The caller number is nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. Locked and loaded for the next sixty some odd minutes or so. With your boy, different Sports City chef. For those of you guys who don't know me, I go by my man Sirius, and I don't do this by myself, man. I got my man with me. The villains in the building. The villain, what's going on, man? Did you miss me? Did you miss me? What's up? No. Why would I? No. Why would I miss? No. no. Please, don't do that. Don't tell the people that lie. Why would? I, why would the villain miss a joker like? Nah, I'm kidding. It's always good to hear Sirius He's like, he's like the family member that you can't get rid of, but you know, you gotta. Talk to him because you're family. So, yeah, it's awesome. So, now, nah, oh, wow, what's up, wow. Jay? What's going on, man? So, how are we doing it now? What's up, baby, man? What's up, baby? You know what I'm saying? You know, life is like a box of chocolates, man. And, you know, I, I, I step away for a week, come back, and them stupid ass giants are still winning ball games. We'll, we'll talk about them in a minute, man. Let me go ahead and get Mr. Harvey in the building. What's going on, Mr. Harvey? How are we doing this evening, man? My best to, uh, to try to help hold the fort down while you were gone last week. I know you checked it out. So, uh, you know, we had uh, we had villain and controversy here, man. But, you know, miss for sure. But, you know, we, we try to do the best we can to maintain it. You know, uh, we, we can't replace you, man. But we, can just, we can just hope to, like, you know, uh, make you proud. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> you know what? I, I, I How much did he pay you to say that? <laughs> I'll let you know when the check comes. 
man, that's only going to bounce like the New York Knicks. But anyway, uh, with that being said, man, it, it's so good to be back, man. Thanks so that's much for holding it down. So, you know, that's a good point. That's, that's a good point. You know, that's why cash app is going to exist. I don't know if people write checks anymore. Um, with that being said, man, we got a lot to get to, man. And I, I'm going to start, you know, right where we left off last week. Um, Thursday night, blockbuster hits. Christian McCaffrey was traded to the Texas 49ers for literally they, 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 they came back with a lot. Um, but I wanted to talk about not so much what, you know, the Panthers got back as far as draft compensation, but what this actually means for the 49ers uh, on the field on Sundays. Um, and we saw them in a little bit of action this past week when they uh, played the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, we are expecting him to get more acclimated and more involved in the offense this upcoming week. But, Villain, I'll come to you first, man. This happened on Thursday. We were off air on Thursday, so I really didn't get to hear what you and Mr. Harvey uh, thought about it. So, Villain, Christian McCaffrey is now since the 49ers. Tell me how you feel about it. It was a crazy trade. I mean, you know, you hear a lot of things afterwards, like, um, you know, there were better deals out there. Um, that could have been had. I think one team, they didn't disclose who it was, but one of them offered, I think, a couple first-rounders. But um, I think the Rams, it came down to the Rams and the, the 49ers. Um, I, I don't even think the Bills got really close as, as, as much as they wanted to. So, I mean, I, it, it was interesting, though. Um, the 49ers, they, 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 need, they had a need at running back. Uh, they're starting to get a little healthier. Um, they laid it out against the Chiefs, but even still, that you know, once they kind of start moving and integrating him into the offense, I think it's going to be a really good fit. Um, it'd be even better next year once they get their quarterback back. So uh, for this year, I think it's a it's a move that even though they they were three and three at the point three and four now, they could still make a really good move in this NFC that's you know outside of maybe the Eagles, and maybe the Cowboys is kind of wide open with the Buccaneers the Rams and the Packers on a little bit of a down. So I think it's a good push your chips in the middle and see what you got this year. You know, it, it's funny, you know, the, the, the model for this, you know, kind of stems back to when, when what the Rams have done um, a season or two ago, just pushing the chips in the middle, kind of the hell with draft picks, so to speak. Let me go out and try to try to win the chip now. Uh, the, basically, it's, it was team second, third, and fourth round pick of 2023 and the fifth round pick of 2024. Um, I mean, essentially, it, it, it could get into something something more higher. But, Mr. Harvey, I'll come to you next. Um, you know, Christian McCaffrey goes to San Fran. Um, he's finally out of your division. But, you know, if you want to get to a Super Bowl, going to win the playoffs as a Saints fan, and we'll talk about the Saints here in a minute. Uh, you want to deal with these 49ers, man. Talk to me about how you feel about it. So I think that this is a good move for both teams involved, I'll be honest with you. Uh, the first-round picks, but if you draft right, there's a lot of value to be found in that second, third, fourth, fifth round. Uh, you can get guys that can make a difference. You know, I look at this pick and I see, you know, for San Francisco, he 
obviously becomes the most explosive running back on that team, which it would have gone to some other teams. It wouldn't have broke my heart if it was the Rams in training. Like, keep future so you can be uh, a bum team in the future with no draft picks. Uh, like another team that plays in L.A. Uh, but we'll see. I look at this with San Francisco, and I'm like, okay, he's a great fit for this team if he can stay on the field, right? Like, let, let's be honest, McCaffrey, a, a lot of time over the last couple of seasons, uh, you know, one of the not first came in the league was that maybe his size and, and has trouble staying healthy and playing full season. And so – you know, I, it's my only cautionary thing for San Francisco. I love the potential of the pick. I love what it, their backfield, because this is a guy that not only can run the ball, but he can also catch the ball. Multifaceted uh, talent that does a lot of things and has a, I mean, a different gear that a lot of other backs just don't have. So he adds a lessness to that offense, and like you said, maybe even more so. Um, but I, I do think it's a uh, it's a high risk, a high reward type move for this team. And but when you look at the rest of that division, uh, Stafford's struggling, and apparently, uh, I said last week, I feel like that uh, I don't know what's going on, but he is he only has eyes for one target for the most part of that passing game. Arizona now the D Hop is back, but that is a very very winnable division. I mean, the, who would have thought this uh, as a Seattle Seahawks are sitting in first place uh, in that division after weeks. So anybody can win the division, and all you got to do is win the division to have a seat at the table uh, come January, and yeah. anything can happen, right? So uh, I I don't blame them for making the move. I see it. I, I think that they they didn't pay an exorbitant price. It ain't like the Saints paid to get Ricky Williams or anything, uh, and they didn't even really lose any first round. So you still kind of uh, keep your ability to rebuild there. And at San Francisco, you know, the the reward is obvious if you can stay on the field. Right. You know, it, it's funny you mentioned, you know, him staying on the field. You know, a lot of, you know, hesitation and cause for pause um, is, is that very thing. And I, I had this argument with a buddy of mine offline um, right after the trade took place, you know, and at the end of the day, you can't live in, in, in constant fear. I mean, at the end of the day, from 2018, 2019, this dude had over a thousand yards rushing and over, you know, a thousand yards receiving in 2019. This was 2,000 yards back. You know, and that was in Carolina with no quarterback. Um, hardly any receivers to speak of, and you pair this guy with, you know, a Shanahan offense that, you know, you and I can walk into the building tomorrow and run for seven, 800 yards if we have the cardio test um, and those assortment of weapons um, on the outside and Iuk and Debo and whatnot. Uh, I don't – here's the thing. I don't think injury is going to be an issue. Now, again, a fluke thing can happen. We just lost Bryce Hall – for the year, and we'll talk about injuries and news and notes in a minute, but I think this was a great move. I really do. I think this can do nothing but help the 49ers and add longevity to a Christian McCaffrey who, for all intents and purposes, 
is being ran into the ground. Like, we are seeing the reincarnation of Todd Gurley right before our eyes if he stayed in Carolina, you know. So I think, you know, you can put, you know, Debo in the backfield. You got, you know, Elijah Mitchell that's going to return here in a couple of weeks, and you can, you know, spell him, and Jeff Wilson will be back. Like, he doesn't have to get the ball a zillion times, and he's still going to be fresh and ready to go come playoff time. And also, not to mention, financially, I think this is a decent move for, for all parties. Villain, uh, I'm going to kick it back to you. Anything else you want to add on Christian McCaffrey before we, we get off that and move on to something else? No, I mean, I think some people were a little down on his performance. But, I mean, what do you expect after, what, two days, early two days of being with the team and then you're thrust in there? I was surprised he actually played on um, on Sunday against the Chiefs. Um, you know, so – but, yeah, I think it's an impactful move. I think going down the line, uh, it's going to be a big move for um, the 49ers. And it's a good move for the Panthers, too. Like, they didn't sell the whole farm. Uh, there was guys that they kept, their DN, their receiver, DJ Moore – that they refused the trade, but I think they just um, put themselves in position to, to to get a quarterback in this draft and kind of build to the future. Um, you know, I think, you know, McCaffrey hand, has handled it well, and I think from both sides it's going to be good. Definitely, definitely. Call the numbers 929-477-2759. Um, I wanted to talk about news and notes from around the league. Uh, yesterday, uh, big bomb dropped that James Robinson was traded from the Jacksonville Jaguars to the New York Jets. Um, this is a direct correlation with the injury that I spoke to earlier with Brees Hall, the rookie sensation um, that was potentially going to win the rookie of the year, uh, tearing his ACL and is going to be gone for the year. Um, Dylan, actually, uh, Mr. Harga, I'll start with you on this particular one. James Robinson to the, the Jets, you know, and it's going to work in tandem with, you know, Carter there as well. Um, give me your opinion on, on this move. And it doesn't look like that the, the Jacksonville Jaguars and the New York Jets, you know, the Jets didn't have to give up a lot to get a guy who could potentially be a Pro Bowl runner. They only gave up a six-round draft pick to get him. No, so shout out to you know, the, the rookie from Iowa State was really, really showing flashes. And today's sports medicine has come a long way that you feel like even coming to ACL that, you might still have your explosiveness there. You know what I'm saying? An ACL, uh, you might seem so um, you know, for the kid's sake that he's I can I know that's not what you asked me, so let me get to your question. Um, and I feel like, you know, you look, he, they still more in return for him than what they had to give up Initially, right? This guy was an undrafted guy of Illinois State. Um, he did do pretty well for them, but you, you know, you got Travis, in, uh, who you drafted high, uh, and Robinson saw the field. Uh, quite honestly, was because of getting hurt uh, in the preseason. He did do a nice job there. I'm not sure that he's a or anything uh, like that, even though he showed flashes of it last year. And so I think, you know, the the Jets have to – the Jets ha- have to use a tandem of guys like with Carter and this guy to try to uh, uh, to make up for, for Brees Hall, right, because of the explosiveness that he – as far as Jacksonville goes, 
uh, I have AT in there. You are dealing from a position. Um, and I don't know if maybe they just couldn't get anything higher for him. It does seem a little odd give up a to only get a six back in return for a guy more flash than that, but at the same time, like listen, when you're trying to read which they are, you've still got a second year quarterback, first year coach, even though he's coached other places, you know, who's who's still trying to get his system in place and you're still trying to build a system. It makes sense to to deal from a position of strength, at least get another pick. I would have thought that maybe you could have gotten a fourth or a fifth pop. Um, so I feel like the price was a little bit low, but I think that this does at least give Jacksonville another another pick to try to continue to add what they're trying to build there. And it does at least uh, help going to uh, replace him completely, but it does give a piece to help kind of offset that tremendous loss of the rookie. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a little bit shocked by the move, but before I give my position on this, Bella, I'll come to you next, man. Jacksonville unloads, a, you know, a, a, a thousand-yard back and, and a guy who's been in the building for a while for, you know, a package of Pringles and a Snapple, man. Talk to me about it. Yeah, I mean, you know, from the Jaguars' perspective, it's a solid deal because Etienne was their future. They wouldn't have drafted him where they drafted him if he wasn't going to be, right? Um you know, I, I think he's a year removed from that injury, but he looked pretty good so far this season uh, as a dual threat and actually looked good out of the back row against the Giants. I watched him, obviously, a full game, um, and Robinson didn't carry the ball at all because he was complaining of knee soreness. So um, from the Jaguars' perspective, it's a sixth-round conditional that becomes a fifth round if he gets about 260 yards, which he should be able to do in New York. So that becomes a fifth-round pick for a guy that really wasn't in your future plan. So, for them, it's a good move. For the Jets, it's kind of a head-scratcher because, like I said, this guy was complaining of knee soreness, didn't carry the ball at all this past week um, after he had uh, some some plus carries uh, in the first couple weeks of the season, and he's coming off a major injury, right, from last year. So, um, I think it was uh, Achilles, I think he was. He had an Achilles injury. So, yeah. Um, I, I get the urgency to replace, um, you know, Bruce Hall, Bryce Hall, um, because he is super talented and he was get. Listen, the Jets are very reliant on the run game. They're not like they're not trusting Zach Wilson, but it's to the right now they're 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 kind of saying hand the ball off, let's play defense and, until we can kind of get something going. Um, but I don't know if that was the right answer for them. Um, so they're, you know, they're definitely going to split the carries. They're not asking Robinson to be a workhorse. They're going to split it with Michael Carter, who I think has some talent, and then um, hopefully Bruce. Um, the the loss of uh, Hall will be kind of cemented a little bit by Carter and Robinson. So from the Jets' perspective, not in love with the trade. Um, from for the um, if they use him right, but from the Jaguars' perspective, I think it's a win-win. See, here's where – this is why I love you, because I actually disagree with that, and here's why. You know, you go into a situation where each team has a legitimate one-two punch, if you will. Like, 
the good teams that run the ball consistently have a legitimate one-two punch, and we've seen what potentially the one-two punch in Jacksonville could be with Travis Etienne as well as James Robinson. So if the situation was, you know what, the Jets come calling because they have a legitimate need to get to, 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 to give up pennies on the dollar for a guy who again is 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 a formidable running back. This is no this is no scrub. This is not like, you know, them calling us for for, for, for you know Anthony McFarlane or, or you know, something like that. Like James Robinson has got it done in this league and I mean last year alone he was a thousand yard back. He was he was a fantasy league winner. Um last year when Travis Etienne blew out his leg in preseason. So for for the Jacksonville Jaguars to just to get rid of this guy um for essentially a fifth round draft pick is it, baffling. Um I think the Jets literally I mean you missed ninety you missed hundred percent of the shots you don't take. I think the Jets made a call. Um and I think the issue was the fact that James Robinson was disgruntled. Um, with his role because Travis Etienne has been balling and he wants more carries. Um, and I think that, you know, the Jets pounced on the opportunity. I just, if, 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 if I'm, you know, Mr. Khan, who is the owner of, of, of the of the Jacksonville Jaguars and Dougie Peterson, I don't let him go for anything less than a three. For, you know, for anything, you know, in, for threes where I go. Because this man has significant value. Um and what he's done is been on tape. I I I I, I can't do that. I I disagree with that, Sirius. I don't think he had the value he had two years ago because he just blew out his 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 foot the Achilles injury. He, he didn't play this week because he was he had knee problems. He's only had what eighty some odd carries this year. Most of that's front loaded. Like he had twenty three the first game. First game, I think about seven, uh, 17 the third week, and his carries have diminished since then. He's he's not even he's he's not um he's not even getting the yards per carry that he he's had in the past. I think his value has been dwindling. So I think to get anything for him is a win, and he's a restricted free agent, so they can control him. The Jets can. Um, if the, if they if they wanted to keep him, the Jaguars, they would have kept him. They got rid of him. I think that tells you what you need to know. I mean, again, that, 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 that that's kind of my point. Like, if you're the if, if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars, why get rid of a guy who has gotten it done? Like, I understand you want to play with Travis two years ago. So you spent. Well, I mean, he was hurt last year, and this year he showed yeah, that he was years able ago to he got the job done. Well, two years ago he got it done. Last year he was hurt. You can't you you, you can't fault the man for not doing doing work when he's hurt. And the first part of this year he was getting it done before the, the carries diminished because you want to play with your new toy. Like I, I I get it. This is this is a, this is a Ezekiel Elliott Tony Pollard argument all over again. You know what I'm saying? When you have two backs that have shown to be able to get it done, the lifespan of a running back in this league is three years. So why in the world would you not spell ETN and do a dual threat type of thing when again James Robinson has shown his ability to get it done? Like and, and, and again you said it, you said it in your argument. It's not like he's going to New York and he's going to take all the carries away from Michael Carter. He's going to split carries in New York. So you're the same damn thing that you were doing in New York 
I mean, that you're doing in Jacksonville in New York. So, so, so essentially the trade makes no sense because it's not like he's going to be a bell cow in New York. But it's the same thing. You're not asking him to. He's only topped 100 yards once this season, Siri. I mean, I'm not, I'm yeah, not, we, listen, yeah. I'm not downgrading, I'm not downgrading Robinson. I think he's talented. I think he came out of nowhere for Jacksonville two years ago. Um, but he's clearly not in their plans, and I just really don't think that they – if they valued him, he'd still be on that team. I think the Jags feel like that he reached his ceiling two years ago, and he's been banged up and stuff since, but I think they feel like he reached his ceiling. I think they feel like you're out of him, that he's going to give him the pros, and maybe he uh, proves the truth, and maybe he uh, ends up, like, coming close to – uh, production level again, but I think the Jags felt like that he's not the same guy uh, that he was a couple years ago. He was more of a flash in the pan, a flash in the pan, and a one-hit, one-year wonder, so to speak. I don't know that they believe that he, you know, he can replicate. And so, if he can't, maybe they felt like the uh, most, you know, that was all they could get. But I, 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 mean, I, mean, I, I don't would, know about I, I, a three. I, I would say maybe. a I don't know about a three, uh, but maybe. I will say, I will say this though. I mean, all all, all things considered, James Robinson, as, as well as Travis Etienne, if you will, were held over from the last regime. I, 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 you know, those are the guys that you know Dougie Peterson didn't draft either one of those guys. And if you know anything about Dougie Peterson, he loves those multi-purpose scat back types, and you know that's essentially what James Robinson is. Um, I mean, excuse me, Travis Etienne is. So, I mean, it, it, it baffled me when I saw that that's all he, that, that's all the, the Jets were needed to give up to get him. Um, and staying right there in New York, man, Elijah Mitchell is another guy who um, has requested a trade and now is going to show Elijah up Moore. And, and play. He was, Elijah Moore, Elijah Moore, I don't know what I said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Elijah Moore. You know, as, as a guy who wanted to trade and now he's going to show back up and he's welcome back in the building. He was asked to go home and he's away from the team last week. And, like, what is going on with, with, with Elijah Moore? And, you know, Mr. Harvey, I'll come to you first. Do you, do you think he gets dealt before next Tuesday's deadline or is he going to spend the rest of the season in, in New York trying to work that relationship out? So, I, I once again, I think it – and Jacksonville knew that they they need to stick with a Louisiana boy running back. You know? Shout out to the home state. Uh, uh, no, so, no, we'll be Elijah Moore, though. Like, you know, right? This, and I'm like, you know, I, he a lot of talent coming out of college. On us, a little bit of that in the pros, but he's enough. A little bit of trouble staying on the field. And um you know, I, and so you you don't know. Maybe part of it have been even agents reaching out and being like, "Yo, I haven't done enough right now that there's not really that much of a demand for you." So <clears throat> they might not look to trade you, kind of thing. So, uh, I, I think we'll see. I, again, at all, and if so, what kind of production do we get? Do they a little bit? Not to take away from their system, but if they believe he can produce for them, and does that does that give them the ability to possibly move him? I the kid is 
much of a potential. I, I would like to see him work things out and and stay in New York, but <clears throat> just not knowing all particulars about it, you know, it, this is one of those things, right? Like, I'm knowing the exact how he handled it or what was said in those altercations and what that what that talking back was to in the bill back this week. You know, how's he looking in practice? Uh, I think the Jets are willing to, you know, they're willing to move him to taker, and it and it benefits them. But I just don't know if if you'll find. I think this is still kind of to be decided. Oh, there's nothing to decide. Yeah, Mike. I'll, yeah. I'll tell you. I'll right, tell you. Right. I I live out here. I'll live out his years. I'll tell you. They are not trading him. They sent him home because of his mental state. But they are not trading him. Salah said they're not trading him. Joe Douglas said they're not trading him. They have no plans of trading him. They will answer the phone to do their due diligence. The Packers should be the first team to call for him. But they are not trading him. Oh, this is this is a case. Say, say again, Mike. No, that's a fact. A possible yeah, uh, trade a partner. I thought Packers should be yeah. Packers the call. They should be calling, but they're the Jets are not trading. Listen. Elijah Moore needs to grow up. He needs to grow up. Okay, this is what happens when a player doesn't get the rock, and then you look like a fool because the Jets are five and two right now. They're five and two. What are they doing wrong? They're winning games. When you were losing games, you were getting the ball all the time. It was all good because you were getting yours. It's about you getting yours. That's all you're concerned about. It's nothing, nothing else. His targets haven't has diminished but his importance to the offense hasn't. It's the same offense from last year where he was getting his touches. This is, this is what's happening. Garrett Wilson is better than you. He's that guy. He's a 10th overall pick. He's more talented. You're getting slotted back to a number two. Okay, you can't handle it because you're not getting the same targets you were getting last year. But guess what? This team isn't – it's the same offense, but they're not the same offense as a, as a, as from the perspective they're running the ball more. They're having more success running the ball, so those targets are going down. But you're st- still getting the same share pretty much. But you saw Garrett Wilson go off and have that monster game in, in um, Cleveland, and you're like, where's, my, where's mine? This is about you wanting to get a bigger contract eventually. So you want to be the number one, and you're, you're not the number one right now. Garrett Wilson's that dude. He's that dude. He, if you watch him, he's super talented. And that's, he needs to grow up and understand, I can have just as much value being a solid number two, a really good number two, instead of chasing the ring and being somebody's number one. Okay? I'm not saying he can't be a number one, but you can be a really good, really well-paid number two here and and still and still get yours. Grow up, kid. This team is winning, and you're you're pouting. You're disgruntled. Don't make any sense, man. It's about you, and it's not. It's about the team. End of the winning. day, it's about the team. Day, I one hundred percent agree. You're serious, my bad. But uh, I, I one hundred percent agree. Kid needs to grow. The kid needs to grow up. He went to Ole Miss. So what do we expect? But um, <laughs> but Smart but ass. I mean, what I think about. What, what I you want your receivers to have a little that dog in them. I want the ball like all the great ones are, are you know have a little bit of that in them. 
but at the same time, not to the detriment of the team. And we talk about you know, exactly. how short the shelf. We talk about how short the shelf life can be for NFL players. So never blame a guy for trying to get his bag and wanting to see more targets so he can, uh, you know, get a better payday in the future. But at the same time, you still don't want to want to be careful. You don't want to get that label of being a detriment or a cancer on the team. What bag? Right. You're in your second year, dude. And you're not even talking about I want to I want to um, be more involved. Give me the damn ball like Keyshawn. You're talking about trade me. Just trade me. Grow up, kid. Grow up. Okay. So check this out. So I, I, as you guys know, I, I'm a stat guy. I'm a number guy. Through eight weeks of the year, he didn't he didn't dress it all last week. So through seven weeks of production playing, he's had 30 targets. 30. He's only caught 16 of them. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like you're not getting targets. It's not like they're not, you know, Zach Wilson and the quarterback is not looking your way. You're just not doing anything when when the ball comes your way. At the end of the day, like, here's the thing. I, I agree with you both. You know what I'm saying? I think we live in this in in this dispensation where, you know, if, if players open their mouth long enough and, and loud enough that they get what they want, they're, you know, and when my kid used to do that when he was a baby, he used to put a pacifier in his mouth and tell him to shut the hell up, you know. And I think at the, at the end of the day, Robert Sala and, 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 the, and the New York Jets are doing the same thing. Like, sh- shut up. Like, you're not going anywhere. And Barry, you alluded to when you spoke a minute ago, you out in the area. They ain't going. They ain't going to trade him. They're not going to trade him now. Again, do your due diligence. You know, Green Bay Packers. You know, pick up your phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll talk about we'll talk about the Packers here in a minute. But Elijah Moore is going to be in New York at least through the duration of this year. Um, yep. I, I don't foresee him going anywhere anytime soon. Call the numbers nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. One more thing I wanted to get to before we started talking about the week that was. Um, as you all know, man, uh, I, the, 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 there's a guy that, that, that shares the same name as me. Um, I had the unique pleasure of watching him play this, this past weekend in Upper Marlboro, Maryland, as the Green Bay Packers lost to the Washington Commanders. And on his weekly uh, show with Mr. Pat McAfee, um, he said, and I quote, guys who are making too many mistakes shouldn't be playing. My question, Mr. Rogers, does that mean you're going to sit yourself down? <laughs> I mean, because if, 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 if we mm-hmm. went with that mindset, um, I watched you up close and personal on, on Sunday. There was a lot of throws that you skipped to receivers. Now, you don't have the mm-hmm. best group of receivers. But, you know, you're trying to throw off your back foot. You're trying to do hero stuff, and you're trying to do stuff that isn't getting it done. Like, Devontae Adams isn't coming through that door anytime soon. Now, you do need to pick up the phone and make some phone calls and see if you can get, you know, Claypool, DJ Moore, you know, Elijah Elijah Moore, whomever else you want to call, Ghostbusters, if you will. But at the end of the day, you can't be skipping balls to receivers. You can't make a statement like this and put on the game tape and you play like you've been playing 
the past three weeks. I can go back to the New York Giant football game. He wasn't playing well. I can go back to the New York Jet game. He wasn't playing well. Um, so, again, Dylan, I- I'll come to you, man. Like, Aaron Rodgers literally talking out of the side of his neck. Give me a position on that comment and the Bay Packers as a whole. I mean, you know, he's selfish. He's always been selfish, and he he continues to be selfish. I mean, he's not wrong, like they, you know. But it's like he's only he only gets on the podcast and talks about like, well, I'm good. I got it. I I I. Dude is selfish, and and thinks about only. It's only about him and what he's done and what he needs to do, and I'll be fine. You know, I'll figure it out. Pause. I mean, listen, LaFleur has won what? Went to NFC Championship games, you know, has a stellar record with Aaron Rodgers. He needs to figure it out. Like, it's it's been three weeks. Three weeks of this crap against the Jets, the Giants, and the, and the, the Commanders. And you should have lost the week before that against New England. He needs to figure it out. Like, you need to get this offensive line. I think they, they've scored less than 20 points in those four games, um, 18 points, I think it is, per game. It, that's ridiculous. I mean, you, you, if you're such a good coach, you, sh- you need to figure it out. But, like, I just – I'm tired of Aaron Rodgers. It's always been about him. I mean, ever even with the contract stuff, what, you know, like – bringing him back or I, I'll do what's best for me and all that stuff off season doing jeopardy instead of doing well, off season workouts with these new receivers. It ain't easy being a receiver for Aaron Rodgers. You know, he throws balls and puts it in places where you're not, when you're covered, but he can throw you open and that's not easy to, to adjust to, you know, and he's just, and he didn't play in the preseason. Why? Like, it's just like, it's a, selfish. He's selfish, serious. You know what? I, I had this thing like I've I've been a, I've been a diva ball player, diva musician for for a while. Um and and, and you know, I, I, I had to get humble. Um and here's the thing, here's the thing. Like we are seeing in my opinion and Mr Harvey, I'll come to you in a minute. We are seeing a changing of the guard, if you will. You know, these quarterbacks who can say what they want um, in, in, in the media and not back it up, we are seeing kind of the old regime, if you will, kind of, you know, that, 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 that clip that, you know, Kellerman talks about, we, we are seeing it come to fruition right now with, with Aaron Rodgers and, and Tom Brady and, and, and Russell Wilson and, and Matt Ryan. And, I mean, these guys who are MVPs and, you know, won Super Bowls and played in Super Bowls are literally falling off a cliff right before our eyes. I mean, Mr. Harvey, I, I, I'll come to you. Um, you can kind of, you know, go on any of the quarterbacks I just mentioned or name your own, if you will, like Aaron Rodgers, you know, popping off the mouth. Uh, at, at at his teammates, you know, when essentially he's playing as bad as, as as they are, man. Give me a position on that. So, <clears throat> you asked for this, dog. 
Listen, you held out for all this. You wanted this huge, huge contract. You got it. Um, you wanted Randall Cobb. You got him. Uh, you got receivers that still young, half size, have not really quite learned to get separation. But you had to know that, like, once Devontae was gone, that there was going to be a learning for a bunch of young receivers. I don't care who your quarterback is. You can't just put people out there without developing time. And, uh, yeah, you cannot defend receivers the same way you used to. But at the same time, uh, it's still a thing. And it's still a where they want the ball or what, you know, what, what spots are they best at catching it or how are they going to handle this or or no, need to know, okay, well, I know he's going to put this ball on me, you know, on this side when I'm running this route kind of thing. Or, you know, if I'm in this position with a guy here, he's going to put this low instead of up high. Uh, you know, so maybe I'm the only one that can make the catch or whatever. It comes with time and experience. And you have to understand that when you have too much at the wide receiver position and your wide receivers are this thing, uh, it's going to take some time and some adjustment. And so coming out and people out and all this kind of stuff, doing anything to ingratiate yourself with your, uh, you know, it, it's interesting because I, I don't know that, you know, you mentioned Russell Wilson. I feel like he is kind of, to an extent, maybe a product of a bad coach trying to, to force a square peg into a round hole into his system. I think he's still got enough use and whatever. I, you know, you hope he does for the sake of Denver franchise when you look at uh, the guaranteed money they just gave him. But I feel like in some ways Brady and, and Rodgers, we're starting to see the beginning of the end for these guys. Um, and, you know, listen, uh, eventually when a dog gets old enough, it gets put out I think that's what she's starting to see with uh, 12. Listen, it was a bad day for veteran quarterbacks wearing the number 12 uh, this past Sunday. And then you look at Matt Ryan, it's funny what it's different, right? Like, he looked pretty good against Jacksonville, and they were glowing about broadcasters on the on the feed. The little bit that I heard on the Red Zone channel were starting on and on and on mm-hmm. about it the dynamic that Frank Wright and uh, Matt Ryan built together and how Matt Ryan was so excited to have an offensive-minded coach first time in his career and how that relationship is really taking off and really starting to – and all of a sudden, now he can't throw, hold on to the ball. And it's really interesting that – and justifiably so. We all ripped Carson Wentz and his year at the quarterback position for this Colts team. Matt Ryan in seven – the number of interceptions that Carson went through all last year. Mm-hmm. You know, it, 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 it's funny you mentioned that. I, I, I think I said this in, the, in our group thread, like Carson went caught a lot of, of backlash and a lot of, a lot of heat because of what took place um, in, in Indianapolis a season ago. Now, again, I'm not coming to the, the defense of Carson Wentz, um, because again, he he is what he is, but I I, I don't think the culture there um, is is really good. I, I really don't. You know, I, I think this is 
going to be the third quarterback under center in a calendar year when 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 Sam plays obviously the Commanders you know on Sunday, um, you know and the the fact that this was an Ursay move, you know this this, this wasn't a, a head coaching move. I I do believe that Ursay made the call, you know, hey get him out of there. We're, we're done with him, you know. Which which leaves the question, you know, okay, obviously there's going to be an issue there. Are, are they looking for quarterback next year? I I I I don't think Sam Ellinger is the guy, um, but who who knows what goes on? You know who's going to go in there? Uh, call the number is nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. I said what? The the Colts have to quit trying to sh- uh, bargain basement shop. Listen, you go get yeah. Philip Rivers, yeah. who just played for a year. You go get Carson, who's clearly damaged goods. Um, and now you go get Matt Ryan, who's at the very end of his. Listen, they're trying to get uh, they're trying to get Louis Vuitton quality at Target. And Louis Vuitton is not oh. that great quality, but you get my point. Uh, but they, they don't have a plan, they, like, they, 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 they don't. They really don't. I agree with you there, Zelman. They don't have a plan. They're trying to elaborate on that. No. Yeah, they're trying to bargain basically since they don't necessarily have a plan. It's crazy to say this, but the uh, Titans have better plans at the and have better plans at the quarterback than the Indianapolis Colts, right? Because they at least got a guy who was 30. We can rag on Tannehill all we want about how not great he is and whatever else, but you could argue more productive in Tennessee than any of the quarterbacks in Indianapolis has run through their last few and then you – and now they drafted a guy they're going to develop, and this is your division foe. And now you look, and now Jacksonville's got a franchise guy as well, and we don't know what Davis Mills is yet. Houston's even going to do moving forward anywhere. Uh, so that's the only that's the only team in that division that you kind of maybe compare favorably with the quarterback position. But this most important position on the football field. And so – can't keep bargain basement shopping. You can't keep trying to put a piece of tape over a person. You got to actually do something to uh, really try to fix it. And so it makes me wonder if Ellinger struggles. Do they go back to? Do they go back to Ryan? Do you as long as you can, even if you suck? So maybe you can get in the sweepstakes for a good quarterback. Yeah, but right, listen, if Ellinger gets hurt, you'll see Ryan back on the field. Well, I, mean, I, I don't know if you can. Like, I mean. At the end of the day, like, look at look at my situation in, in Pittsburgh. And, again, Villain, I'll come to you in a minute. Like, unless yeah. Kenny Pickett gets hurt, there, there is no way in the world that we can go backwards to Mitchell Trubisky. And the same situation is going to be here. Like, and, uh, unless I, – I, I, just, I just don't see it, man. Villain, I, I'll come to you, man. This is they're not going. Point. They're not going back to Matt Ryan. They said that he's the quarterback for the rest of the year. Matt Ryan's career is essentially yeah. over unless he wants to be a backup. Um, they basically Frank Reich. Definition. Said it. I talked to um. Say it again, Mike. They're tanking because I don't believe they think Ellinger is their franchise guy. They're going to give him a look, but otherwise they're tanking. No, you can't be tanking. The guy's leading the league in turnovers. He's got twelve turnovers right now. He's averaging two a game. Interceptions and fumbles combined. The offense is going nowhere. Um, I listen. I I talked to a, a Colts fan not too long, like a couple of hours ago, and he's excited 
to have a new quarterback in there. I was like, I haven't seen this guy play, but he's like, you know, he's he's mobile. He moves, he can move the pocket with him. Ryan's a sit and target. They haven't run the ball with Taylor, who's supposed to be the best running back in the league, arguably. Um, they haven't blocked well up front. They're they're getting exposed with Ryan because he's not mobile enough. But the line is, isn't blocking. This was supposed to be a strength of the team with uh, Nelson and company. They're not getting it done. The defense isn't playing up to par. I, I think Frank Wright's job is on the line. We said it a couple weeks ago, but I think he's trying to yeah. save his season. But honestly, the problem is this franchise has not come up with a plan ever since the devastating um, bombshell of news that Andrew Luck said, I'm retired. And that was years ago. They have, they still haven't come up with a plan for that. They still haven't figured out what we need to do. You know, and part of that is they, their placement in the draft. They haven't been able to get to that point where there's a good quarterback for them to draft. I, I can understand that last year, but they still haven't figured that out. Losing Andrew Luck put a monkey wrench in their plans because this is a guy that should have been the quarterback for at least 15 years. And it, and it got stopped short. And, and and not to blame Andrew Luck, he needed to do what was right for him, health-wise and all. But, um, yeah, they could be, quote-unquote, tanking, but they're 3-3-1. Three, three they're right there in the division. They can make the playoffs if they get hot and get on a run. But they they need to figure it out. They need to draft the quarterback. They need to develop a new one and get going because it, it, whatever they're doing is not working. Real quick, I want to take you back to 1995, and I want to take you – Friday, and Smokey told Craig, and I never got two things that match. And that's kind of what's going on with this Colts franchise. You had your franchise quarterback, but you didn't have a good offensive line. And so you got him killed. He took so many hits, he had to get out of the game. And now you find him together, and you don't have a quarterback. You got ham, no burger, you know what I'm saying? No sugar, that's what's going on here. I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, I mean, I, I can't. I can't. It's, it, it, it's weird because for me, Indianapolis Colts, like like Barry alluded to, have been literally searching for this guy since Andrew Luck retired. Um, and again, I, I don't. I, I I hate this whole mantra where you you know suck for the first round draft pick or tank or whatever the case may be. Um, I, I, I don't think that's good for the game. I don't think that's the right message to your organization and, and your fan base. You know, I, 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 don't, I don't like that at all. But essentially, um, that's probably what's going to be the situation going forward. I, I don't foresee the Indianapolis Colts being favored in too many more matchups. So that begs the question, you know, how long do you keep running Jonathan Taylor out there? How long do you keep running Michael Pittman out there? If you're going to treat this season – as uh, essentially an exhibition um, and, 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 and essentially a tryout, um, you know, do you keep running, you know, your quintessential stars out there, the, the cornerstone of your franchise, you know, out there, you know, who's dealing with injuries himself, like Jonathan Taylor missed a couple games due to high ankle sprains and things of that nature. Um, I, 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 I don't know what's going on there, man, but it, it's comical. Uh, and it's damn right laughable to think about, man. Call the number is 929-477-2759. I've waited long enough to talk about the – 
I mean, we 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 all got them in fantasy. I'm I'm, I'm not going to grind. Like I, I need Pittman to get some to, to stay getting targets. And right now, I, I don't even know what to do with that guy because I'm not too sure what what what, what this new quarterback's going to do as far as feeding the ball. But I got options. Well, you know, what I'm saying when you when you're in ten leagues, you know, what I'm saying you, you got options. You got options. With that being said, I wanted to talk about the week that was. Um, you know. Mr. Harvey, um, I'm going to start with you, man. Um, what in the world happened in, 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 in the toaster oven, man? I, I, I don't even know how to, I don't even know how to bring this to you, man. I mean, every, I, I every, everybody's going to everybody's, everybody's talk about the interceptions Andy Dalton threw. And, I, I, again, I think one of them uh, wasn't as far to one off the receiver's hand. But um, it, look, it looked like you guys completely abandoned the running game and the game plan, so to speak. So, but I, I'm gonna give you the floor. Let's, you know, talk your stuff, man. Let me know how you feel about it. So the red rifle pulled a plexico burst and he shot himself. I mean, listen, that's basically what happened. You gave, you give up 14 points at the end of the half. You're about to go in, um, you know, right there in the game, and and then you just, you know, you give away here, take the ball. The one interception, like you said, was not his fault. The second one clearly was. And you're trying to force the action. Um, and they lose the game by eight. And you gave up 14. So, uh, did they abandon the running game? Yes. But you still put up 34 points on the road, which should be enough to win. You gave up 14 in the second half, which, I mean, but you gave up 28 in the first because of those 14 right at the end of the quarter. Uh, I, you know, the, the other thing is you got to get Marshawn Lattimore back. You got to get you know you you cannot expect to cover or at least any you, you're not going to be able to stop DeAndre Hopkins when he's on the field anyway. But you can't hope to contain him without your best corner guy. Uh, he, he's had injuries and whatever else. This franchise is two and five. It's the lowest record. You know the slowest start they've had. Uh, they had one bad year in 12, you know, after Bounty Gate when uh, Sean Payton was replaced, uh, you know, suspended for a year. And then this before that, this is the only time they've been – the last time they were 2-5 and five was uh, 2005. That was the Katrina year when everything was just a wreck. And uh, before they ran, Jim Haslett out of town. Uh, but I will say this, man uh, – it's not all dark and, you know, it's not all dark and gloomy. It looks bad. Uh, listen, if you had asked me to give you my take Sunday, I would have had a completely different take. I, I went in on this a little bit uh, on the brunch with uh, the timeless Sunday morning brunch, uh, 11 a.m. Eastern time, shameless plug. Uh, come check us out. But we – listen, this team is in the top five in the league right now in yardage. So – the offense is still moving the ball. They've upgraded the wide receiver position. Uh, you know, I've, I've seen on some different message boards and different things, people saying, tear it down. Listen, that ain't sexy. Don't do that. Uh, they got a lot of talent on this football team still. You can't completely just tear it down and try to rebuild. Uh, everybody tries it. Very few succeed at it. And then you, like, get lost in the doldrums for years and you're never relevant. So uh, you got to hang on to a lot of this talent. Maybe you make a couple of moves to try to – you know, improve your franchise, but uh, there's a lot of talent on this team. They need a trigger man. They got to get their secondary pieces back healthy. Uh, now, if I were going to make some changes, uh, if we don't see improvements over the rest of this year, then maybe you don't stick with Dennis Allen more than a year. 
maybe you look at your medical staff and other things that are going on uh, with this team and figure out because uh, we've had a, a, a lot more, I feel like, injuries than than the average team out there. You don't get hurt playing football, anybody is, but I'm just questioning some of the uh, – some of the personnel decisions and or how uh, these guys are being treated because we're having a hard time keeping some of our best guys on the field. So uh, I do question that. But at the end of the day, there's still a lot of talent on this football team. And as bad as it looks at two and five, at the end of the day, we're one game out and we still got all of our division opponents in front of us one more time. So uh, we got to find a way to, to get a few wins and get back on the board. All is not lost yet, though it could be very, very soon. Uh, we are still kind of hanging on by, by fingernails and those are starting to break off. So uh, listen, it's not, uh, it's not the brightest of times in who that nation, bro, but we still going to ride with the black and gold. So here's, here's my take on it. You know what I'm saying? I, I wasn't there on Sunday uh, with, with you and Thomas. So I would love to have heard your, your take on it, you know, at that moment. But with that being said, um, I think you guys have a major issue on your hands. I think that Andy Dalton served a purpose. I think that he – we, we know what Andy Dalton is. You know, he's going to throw that rock really pretty well, but he's going to turn the ball over. But essentially, you got the same issue, the same guy in Jameis Winston. Like, Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston are the same guy, just different races, in my opinion. Um, so we have to figure out what's going on there and abandon the run um, a whole lot sooner than I, I would have would have liked. I felt that, you know, Alvin Kamara is a talent, you know, next to no one. And I felt as though, um, you know, he, he was able to maneuver the ball and do some things. I just didn't think that you guys kept giving him the ball. Even Ingram was catching um, him. My point exactly. So I think you guys abandoned the one um, and decided to try to swing the ball over the yard. Um, the first, the first part of that game, if your defense stepped up, you know, held them to field goals and, and and kept you guys in the damn game. Um, I, I I just feel like the the score, in my opinion, uh, really was not indicative on on how close that game was. I I just really felt as though uh, the Saints had the game, you know. Now, granted, two turnovers in a matter of fourteen seconds doesn't 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 help your call at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what I'm saying. But at the end of the day, I I really felt as though you know, you guys are right there with it. Villain, I'll come to you, man. The Thursday night game last week, um, I know you probably had a look at it, man. Tell me what you feel about it. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of the same thing you guys echoed. Like, they were gassing with the run, but they just consistently wanted to put it in uh, Andy Dalton's hands and try to win that game, which didn't make any sense. Um, I got to give the, 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 you know, give the the Cardinals a little credit. They, they look pretty good with um, with uh, Hopkins back, which I kind of debated on how that would look if he's going to save the season, but still Kingsbury is, a, you know, I just still think until you prove it, you're on the hot seat. I just don't really think he should be the uh, coach, but I think the Saints are in a little bit of trouble right now just because um, not not this season because they're only one game back, right? The the, the Buccaneers, they're in worse trouble, and their schedule does not look promising coming up, right? They got the Cowboys, they got 
Um, they got the Ravens this week, the Cowboys. They got some tough games coming up. But um, so if, if the like Ravens get another, if, if, if huh? No, oh yeah, my they're, bad. They're but they do. They have the Ravens. They, they have Buffalo, right? They got, there you um, go. Yeah. Ravens and the Ravens Buffalo. They got a t- they, they got a tough stretch of games coming up. They could conceivably lose the next three games. Um, so if the the Saints are to make a move, they got to do it now. I think their problem in long term is they don't have an answer at quarterback. I I, I really don't think Jameis Winston is the answer, not because he can't play quarterback, but because he can't stay on the field. Um, so well, that, that's something point, they have to look at. Now, to your point, when you don't cover people and you know that you've got a team that wants to throw the ball over the yard, don't try to do what they – you just said it. Uh, serious, man, run the ball. Like, try to – that a little bit as far as controlling the ball and that kind of thing. I will say the Saints have not stretched for a quarterback. If you look at where they've drafted the last few years, there really hasn't been a guy that super impressed them. The one guy that they were going to draft, uh, Andy Reid jumped over them and traded places with Cincinnati to get up and get him um, because they were going to draft him even though Brees was still – looked like he had a couple years left. And they told Drew Brees. Uh, but Andy Reid outsmarted him and got his guy. And so, you know, maybe this is the year. If they don't, if they don't rebound, maybe they can draft, get a guy. But you're right. I mean, the, the Saints have a problem that a lot of teams answered the quarterback position yet, and it's hard to win in this league when you don't. I actually agree with you both about that. Uh, next game I wanted to talk about, um, unfortunately, this next one on my list, the uh, the New York Giants. Once again, hold on and and and, and get a get a win, uh, beating the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, villain, talk to me, man. Like, what 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 in the world is going on? And Big Blue, they have the coach of the year. That's the difference. Um, I listen, you know, I, I I know a lot of Giants fans, obviously, and you know, we talk during the game, before the game, after the game. Um, the difference is last year, when the Giants were absolutely putrid, after every loss, namely one loss that sticks out is when they got bludgeoned by the Chargers in L.A. Joe Judge, after the game, would sit up there and tell you all the things that they did great, everything that they did well, everything that they're, 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 they're either improving upon or just it – was, it was like, you know, a pocket full of sunshine on a cloudy day, okay? And after a 6-1 and one record, after a big win on the road as underdogs, Brian Dable, who we affectionately call Dabs, is talking about Saquon Barkley should have got out of bounds. That's a bad play. It shouldn't have got to this point. We shouldn't have, it shouldn't have came to the last play. Everything that we did wrong that needs to be corrected. That's why the Giants are 6-1 right now, because this coach gets it. And it's not, it's not like I'm the genius. I know what I'm doing. Dable, it, Dable has figured out how to make Daniel Jones look like an NFL quarterback. I think everybody forgot. Mara, John Mara and, and, and Steve Tisch, the owners of the Giants, came out and said, after year four of Daniel Jones, we have done everything possible to screw this kid up. Everything possible to screw Daniel Jones up. 
Dable did wonders with Josh Allen. He's doing with with Daniel Jones. What is he doing? Making the game easier for him, giving him easy throws, putting him in position to p- make plays with his legs, with his arms. I mean, he may not have a lot of – I mean, if he had receivers that could catch the ball, he'd have more than 200 yards throwing the last game. But he accounted for 300-plus yards because of the run game, his ability to run. He had over 100 yards rushing and his passing. That's the difference. That's the difference. The defense was bending all game, but they made plays. They got the big turnover near the goal line uh, in the first in the first half. The big play at the goal line to stop it. I mean, it shouldn't have got to that point. Saquon needed to get out of bounds, but you could see them beating up on them in the fourth quarter, leaning on them, getting the lead back. The Giants are winning close games that they had no business winning last year. That's the difference because they got a coach. That Wink Martindale, I said it, the best offseason acquisition of the of the offseason for the Giants is Wink Martindale, not any player. All the Giants need to do now, hopefully, Judy, if you're ready, if you're available in, in, in Denver, come to New York because we need a receiver that can catch the ball. But other than that, this Giants team has a tough game against Seattle. Giants could be looking at that, then looking at Tennessee, at the Titans. Giants can be eight, eight and one, nine and one, going into some tough. Game. Listen, it's about the coaching. It's about the coaching. That's why your Steelers always are in games and haven't had a losing record under Tomlin because Tomlin is that dude. He gets you a couple wins. Dable is doing that in New York. Point blank. Period. You know, it, it, it's funny you mentioned it. You know, it, 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 it's funny you mention um, coaching and, and, and whatnot because for for me, you know, I'm watching the All-22, you know. I, I, I didn't get the chance to watch that, that game. So I'm sitting there watching the mm-hmm. All-22, and I'm like, listen, these are games that the New York Giants would find ways to lose. Like they will just invent ways to lose to lose these ball games, and as much as I want to sit here and and and, and dog you on, on on the thread or whatever, I the the way you guys are winning is just gritty. It's mm-hmm. it's just gritty, like like the the, the stop there on, on the goal line, like y'all don't make that play a year ago. Y'all nope, they're not even play. in the right position to make that play. Exactly. It's wild watching it, you know. And, again, I sat there and said in during the preseason predictions, like, the Giants can be a sleepy, uh, very, very sleepy, sneaky team. I, I, I said you. it because I, you you did. I, I went through the schedule, and I just fully felt as though, you know, Brian Dable is that dude. I, 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 I mm-hmm. like it in Buffalo. Um, and right now he's playing some, you know, he's coaching some excellent, excellent ball um, for for the Giants. Uh, you know, Mr. Harvey, talk to me about the New York Football Giants, and then we'll go ahead and clean it up here in a minute while I, I get ready to record finger food. But go ahead and talk to me about the Giants, man. What would you see in that ball game on Sunday? So Barry just hit on a thing that I really like and agree with, and that is you're making the game easy for him. He did it for Daniel mm-hmm. Jones. He did that for Josh Allen. And here's the thing. That is how you develop a quarterback. 
You know, it, it gets taken as an insult. It, it gets taken as an insult if you say simplify it. But at at the same thing, though, there's a big jump. This isn't Duke anymore, right? Like you're not playing for David Cudcliffe. You're not at Duke. So uh, this mm-hmm. is a different level. You got different athletes and different windows to throw the ball into. So we slow. We we make the game simple. We uh, make it to where. Um, you know, there there's some pretty easy throws, and you, you get this figured out. And here's the thing. When you develop this guy, then you can then continue to add more and more to his plate. And so now the question with Josh Allen when he first came to the league was, he's got a strong arm, but can he put it all together? His first year looked a little dicey. He could run, but we weren't sure about him throwing the ball. And then you look around mm-hmm. the next year, he messes around, has a career year, and then everybody's saying, well, I don't know if he can match that. And then last year, it might not have been exact, but he showed you that the previous year wasn't a fluke. And now, if you stop and look at it, uh, Josh Allen is in a very uh, short conversation. Uh, there's a couple more names to throw in there, but Josh Allen is in the short conversation of, uh, or in the, you know, one of the few answers that's a valid answer to who's the best quarterback in this league right now, right? Uh, for that simple reason, if you if you slow down you do, and he, he picks up that, once he gets those concepts down, then you can add a little more and a little more and a little more, and you can continue to build. And then if you do it right, at the end of the day, you can have a complete, completely developed quarterback who can handle anything you want to throw at him, right? So uh, he's doing it the right way, and it, it's funny. Because he did a great job in Buffalo, but you guys know where he was before he went to Buffalo. He was the coordinator for the Alabama Crimson Tide also. So he spent some time mm-hmm. learning under Nick Saban as well. And what when you said after games, he's pointing to things that were done wrong, even in wins, uh, that's straight out of the Nick Saban book. Right, like Absolutely. that's exactly what you that's exactly what you see from him, and so what you're seeing is a coach that is demanding excellent excellence from his players, and at the end of the day, he's not letting a win mask their shortcomings, and he's still working on them, and he's making sure that he is not only in practice but even publicly holding people accountable in a professional way because he's not attacking them personally. He's just saying these are things we could have done better. And he's showing you in and out of practice, in front of the media, and I'm sure behind closed doors, that he is going to hold his team and his roster to a standard of excellence. And when it is not achieved, he's going to let you know about it. And that's what great coaches do. And I told you guys, Sports City, last Sunday morning, when Timeless and I predict these games, I said the Giants are going to win, and we're going to have to hear Barry excited about 6-1, and one, Sports City. There you go. I delivered him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I want to double quick on that real quick because think about it, man. Like, Daniel Jones is playing himself into – at least a compensation, or not a compensation, a, a, what do they call it? Um, not a franchise tag, a transition tag, where he can get at least $20 million, 
for a year or two and then, you know, m- maybe get the big payday. Like, honestly, look at what happened Monday night, right? It took them a year and a half to figure out, maybe I need to run the ball with uh, Justin Fields a little bit and, and the, how, how we need to use this quarterback. Dables did it in, a, in, in an offseason. That's a smart coach. Like, he, you're right. They're putting him in a position where he does, not that he, he can't do it, but you know what? I'm going to work with what you can do good. This is what you can do well. Rollouts. You're, you got good, like, awareness in the pocket. You, you can run the football, and I can, I can set up little, like, little screen routes and all this stuff, pick routes over the outside and over the middle, RPOs. Here's what I can do to make you better. And then you start building on it, building on it, and building on it. Like, I keep thinking I'm going to wake up from this dream, and I, I look, and it's, oh, we're one in six. <laughs> you know what I mean? Seriously, seriously, because it's like, I, I I thought it was right about Judge, and I was totally wrong, and he fooled us off. But I knew Dable was going to be a good coach. I knew he was going to be a good coach, but I didn't think he was going to be this damn good. Like, oh, my goodness. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just it's just the culture. It's just the culture, serious. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, it's not that fake, like, I, I know what I'm doing. Don't worry about it. That works for Belichick. That don't work when you ain't won nothing. Listen, Dable knows what he's doing. He's a smart coach, and he's got that team believing. He puts them in the right position to win the game, just like he said, Sirius. That's why they're 6-1. And I'm glad we are the underdog in Seattle. My Seattle friends are already texting me. Listen, you come get that L? Okay. We'll see. Road the underdog? Fine. <laughs> Doubt us if you want. I love being the underdog. I'm going to take the point. Plus three and a half, plus two and a half. I don't care what it is. I'll take the point. It's going to be a good game. Okay, It's going to be good. It's going to be good, man. Call the number, man, 929-477-2759, man. We want to thank you guys for coming out and kicking it with us, man. Uh, Mr. Herb, you're going to give us a plug and a close out as we get out of here, my man. All right, so I'm going to try to uh, save some stuff for Barry so he doesn't yell at me. Sports City, he abuses me. No, do your thing. get everything in my clothes. So I'm going to try to save a few things. No, but uh, listen, shout out to PHI Apparel. Uh, Phillies are going to the World Series. You got the Flyers and the Sixers, uh, you know, starting their seasons up. Eagles, you know, last undefeated team in football. So, Everything's booming right now for these Philadelphia teams, so represent, man. And if you don't want to represent yourself, then uh, I, we all know somebody that's a Philly fan somewhere. So, listen, Christmas is coming up, bro. Uh, PHIapparel.co. Get, uh, use the code CHEFS at checkout. Get 15% off. So, do that. SportsCityChefs.com. Got blogs. We got articles. Got finger foods, man. All this kind of stuff. Uh, villain and uh, – Serious and uh, guys putting in work, man. So get over there and check out what we got on the website. Check us out. Make sure you follow us, like, and subscribe, man. You can also listen to us on Amazon, all your smart speakers. And, um, you know, subscribe to the podcast. And, man, we always got episodes. We got at least uh, three every week. Crossover Cafe is coming back real soon. Guys, NFL Free For All. This one on Tuesday night. It's a college cookout. Uh, timeless versus the villain. We're good always wins on Wednesday nights. That one um, and this one both are at nine o'clock Eastern time. And then, as I mentioned earlier, the time of Sunday morning brunch. Hop over to Clubhouse, check us out, man. Uh, we got a good family. We got a good environment. I ain't, ain't always say family environment, but we got a good environment going on over there. 
Uh, come check us out. We always have uh, live watching on during college football, NFL, primetime games, whatever. So come check out what we're doing over there. Be part of the uh, barbershop family. Uh, 14,000 strong and growing, man. So uh, some cool things going on there. So uh, be part of that community. Even if you only pop in from time to time, if you're going from point A to point B during the day, if there's anything important that happened uh, in the world of sports, odds are we're going to update in the shop. Now we do have some crazy titles sometimes that pop up in the room. Uh, You know, we got a couple guys that like to sort of troll other teams and that kind of stuff. But uh, listen, if you see the room, you know, up, uh, don't think that that's the only topic that's being talked about. There's always a, a lot of things being discussed in the barbershop. So come by and check that out, man. Uh, listen, I'm going to leave you all one thing. I read something a couple of days ago that just kind of resonated with me. So, uh, you know, my, my, my one piece of advice to everybody on my way out today is, man, either go for the life you want or settle for the life you get, bro. So uh, just remember that, man. Uh, if, if you're not uh, accomplishing things, ask yourself why not and figure out what you need to do. To strive for those things, man. And as you say in Louisiana, bro, laissez les bon temps rouler. Much love, much uh, to uh, both of you guys. And TP as well, without him, wouldn't be here, man. And thank you guys for letting me be one of the chefs and part of the Sports City Chefs family, man. Peace. Thanks so much, Villain. Uh, thanks for letting us start earlier. I, I greatly appreciate you coming through, man. Villain, you know what to do, man. Give us a plug in and close out to get out of here. Giants are the best. Um, listen to our show tomorrow. We'll be on the villain versus timeless, uh, the cookout. So make sure you get that. You know, plate there. Shout out to PHR Apparel, all the sponsors. Um, you know, we're all over the place. Website, uh, blogs, interview, all that good stuff. So I don't need to say much. Harvey very much handled it all. Um, anything else I, I could say will be uh, televised. I guess I don't know. Um, listen, um, love doing the show with you. Thanks for having me. I'm out. You know, thanks so much for coming by, Villain, man. It's a privilege and a pleasure, no, no doubt, man. Um, and your boy series up in that 412 and the 703, man. Such a pleasure to be here doing what I do, man, living a dream, man. And, you know, when I was a young cat, I, I, this is what I wanted to do when I grew up, um, you know, be behind the mic talking sports, you know, kicking it with people that, you know, I respect and love dearly. So shout out to everybody who, who, who walks with your boy. I, I, I'm going to say this in closing. You know, and we'll get on this tomorrow, I'm sure. Um, those of you guys know me know I am born and raised in Pittsburgh. I am a diehard Philly fan. I am also a Yankee fan. I'm not happy, and we'll leave it at that. We'll, uh, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm gonna talk about that tomorrow. Believe me, between Villain and I, we're gonna we're gonna go in tomorrow on, on, on that situation. With that being said. Uh, as TP would say, tell a friend to tell a friend it's a chef again. And if they don't know, now we know, man. We out. City chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon. They well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman verse, MF Doom, the clouds loom. So tell a friend, it's the Sports City chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Uh.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.